Good morning. You're listening to The Daily Cast, a podcast to start the day on Kilcullen Diary. I'm Brian Byrne. It is Thursday, the 6th of May, 2021. This morning, we'll look at the life of Irish-born explorer Robert O'Hara Burke, and also hear about the hopes for a resumption of the Mac and Norman vintage run this August. But first, the weather. The light frost will clear quickly in a sunny morning. It'll be partly cloudy through the afternoon, with the possibility of showers in the early evening. Highest temperatures today, 11 degrees in light northerly breezes. Our person of interest this morning is Robert O'Hara Burke, born on this day in 1821 at St. Clarence in County Galway. From an army family, he entered the Royal Military Academy in London in 1835, but failed his exams a year later. In 1841, he entered the Imperial Austrian Army, but health problems and issues with debts and being absent without leave led him to resign that commission in 1848. He came back to Ireland, joined the Irish Constabulary, and for a time was stationed in County Kildare before transferring to the Mounted Police in Dublin in 1850. He emigrated to Australia two years later, joining the police in Victoria and reaching the rank of superintendent. When the South Australian Parliament offered £2,000 to form an expedition to cross Australia from south to north, Burke led an effort along with surveyor William Willis. The party consisted of 19 men, 27 camels and 23 horses. A month into the trek, several people resigned the attempt, including their medical officer. In December, Burke, Willis and two others left the main party in a dash for the Gulf of Carpentaria. They reached the Flinders River in February 1861, but couldn't make it to the coast through mangrove swamps and floods. On the way back, Willis died of exhaustion, as did Burke soon afterwards on the 28th of June. The only survivor, John King, buried them, and he was kept alive by Aborigines, until he was rescued. The bodies were disinterred and brought back for a state funeral in Melbourne in January 1863, ironically on the same day that Scottish explorer John MacDowell Stewart was fated in Adelaide, having successfully completed the crossing that Burke had not managed to do. Now to our feature of the day. On August 15th next, the organisers of the annual Mac and Norman Vintage Rally are hopeful that the 19th run will take place. Last year, the 18th one had to be adapted to a virtual event because of the pandemic. The rally was established by Peter Max Sully and Norman Eager and their families to raise funds for the Irish Cancer Society. And it just grew and grew. Last October, they presented a cheque for €12,000 to the Irish Cancer Society, money donated despite the cancellation of the 2020 event. That brought the total raised through the years to over half a million euros. That €12,000 was a real tribute to generosity in adversity, as Anne and Max Sully's daughter Trish Sully told me. Oh, it was brilliant. Um, a lot of that, because remember we held a virtual rally in July and anybody that arrived to do the virtual rally, we only wanted them to take part in the rally itself just to show a video. And in fairness, all the lads that arrived, they were donating money as if they were registering, you know, like the normal rally. 
And um, then we had a lot of donations um, handed in, like mum and dad would have got a lot of cheques and cash handed into them and they'd say, oh, here, put that towards us. So yeah, 12,000, great achievement. A great achievement indeed. And some of that money was gathered by online auctions of items that would normally be donated for the live auction that's a usual part of the rally day. Now, looking forward with some optimism to next August and being able to have the real run, is it going to be more difficult to organise, having missed a year? Uh, no, not really. Um, the plan is, right, depending on government guidance, um, if all we can do is hold the rally itself and let them all come and register or get out and do the drive, we might may not do an auction afterwards, we may not do entertainment, so we have to kind of make that decision closer to the date. Um, but kind of, if we were doing kind of food and all of that, the entertainment is on standby at the minute. Um, the food end of it, we have a list of what we'd normally be putting together. So like we can organise that within about two or three weeks. That's no problem. The only thing we'd have to organise is letters to go out to the businesses um, around the area that would normally support us. So we'd have to get them out maybe July at the latest. The rally itself includes tractors of all vintages and modern, old cars and motorcycles, old buses and dozens of trucks driven by friends of Max Sully, who's himself a trucker and haulage contractor. It's a big operation, with entries from far and wide. Well, we've had them from Wexford, we've had them from Cork, Kerry, all over, you know, but the last couple of years now, um, it's it's more localish. All of County Kildare, Wicklow, Carlow, you name it, you know, they would uh, come and support. And I have a funny feeling if it goes ahead this year, we might be dealing with double what we'd normally deal with. Because consider, you know, it's two years now since they've all met up. For them to meet up now and, you know, put in the, even if it's only for the spin, for the drive around the 12, 15 kilometres, whatever it is, I'd say it'll just give everybody a bit of a lift. And I think it's needed after the last 12 months. For the original organising families and a large team of friends and volunteers who help to manage things on the day, the rally and its success over 18 years has become something special. Um, do you know what? I think they take great pride. I know for us, um, we would take great pride in the, getting the community together, getting everybody just for a day out. But it's the money that's raised because, as we all know, like cancer affects us all in some stages and it affects all families. So think just to be able to give back to the community. I think that is the greatest achievement that they've had. Trish Sully. And for everybody's sake especially the Irish Cancer Society, which has lost so many fundraising events in the last 14 months. We hope to hear the whooping horns of many trucks and the rumble of many tractors coming through Kilcullen again on the 15th of August. Now, a quick note on the outside news of the day. The online Leinster Leader's main story this morning is the tragedy of a traffic incident in Carberry last evening where a woman pedestrian died after a collision with a car. The paper also highlights a warning from the chief medical officer about summer clusters as 29 new cases of COVID were reported in Kildare. The Kildare Nationalist headlines a welcome from Senator Mark Wall to the announcement of increased funding for litter prevention. During what looks like being a mainly outdoor summer, he says it's a common sense approach.
On its shiny new website, KFM Radio leads this morning with the walk-in COVID testing centre in Newbridge, operating in the town hall until Friday evening. The station also highlights the planning extension granted to a development in Cara Village. On the Nationals this morning, RTE gives prominence to government anger at reports that the UK is to ban prosecution of former British soldiers who served in Northern Ireland during the Troubles. And there's also a story on the government examining that festering investment fund housing issue. The Irish Times takes that last a bit further, headlining the government will block such purchases. The paper's Miriam Lord writes that the government is in a flap over the cuckoo in the property nest. The examiner is also on the case, this time with the government considering a total ban on vulture funds buying up thousands of family homes. The Independent, meanwhile, gets back to basics and the hidden costs of the new price rules on alcohol. Ominously, it says the price of an average can of beer is going to rise far higher than the figure given in the minimum unit pricing plan. All of that showing that Covid, at least for the moment, is not the only show of angst in the town. Which brings us to the end of this morning's Daily Cast. I'm Brian Byrne and this is Kilcullen Diary. Enjoy the day and thank you for listening.